Welcome to Zichud Dafsi Man member by Ram Goldar and today Masech is Gittin Dafnun Hey, the fifth parakani zaking. The Zichud Masech is Gittin program has been generously sponsored by Zichud Nishmas Chaya Hadas Basender. So the three types we're going to focus on. Number one, the next mission relates several testimonies from Rabbi Yochanan ben Gudgada, including Chatas Hagazula Shonodel Rabim, concerning a stolen Chatas, meaning a stolen animal which the thief designated as a Chatas, which was not publicly known to have been stolen. She mechaperes mifnei tikkun hamizbech that it atones for the thief's chata's obligation for the benefit of the mizbeach. Two explanations are given. Ula says, Biblically speaking, whether it was known or not, it does not atone for the thief because the owner's despair from ever retrieving a stolen property alone does not acquire ownership for the thief. Nevertheless, the rabbis instituted that where the stolen status of the animal is unknown, it atones for the thief's obligation, so that Kahani should not be saddened by the later discovery that they ate illegitimate sacrificial meat, meaning chul and brat as a carbon. This is called Tikkun HaMizbech, benefit of the Mizbech, because Kohanim would hesitate in the future to bring Karbanas. Rav Yudah says that biblically speaking, a stolen animal is always a valid carbon because Yehush alone does enable the thief to acquire it. The rabbis only instituted a disqualified stolen Karbanas whose status was publicly known, so people should not say that the Mizbech consumes stolen items. Point number two, Ravah challenged Ula from a Bryce which teaches about a stolen animal, which the thief was makdish, Bochutsky Haigovna, if he shechted it outside the Mikdash, in such a case, Anush Karas, he is liable to Karas. This proves that Yehush is sufficient for the thief to own and be makdish the animal, for otherwise there would not be Karas for shechting it outside the Mikdash. Rav Shivsi answered, Karas midivrehem, it means Karas by rabbinical decree. After Rav admonished the students for laughing at the notion of rabbinically administered kars, he explained that the kars was engendered due to a rabbinical decree. Ukmula Rabbanim Mirashu say the rabbis placed it in the thief's possession, using the principle of Hefker based in Hefker, so that he should be liable to kars for shechni outside the Migdash. Rav later added that it's logical that the rabbinic transfer takes place at the moment the thief is makdishet, and not earlier when it's stolen, which would entitle him to the shearings and offspring in the interim, so that the sinner should not profit from from his wrongdoing. And point number three, the next mission teaches about purchasing land from a Sikrikon, a murderous idolater who received land from a Jew so he would not kill him. It begins by teaching that the law of Sikrikon did not apply in the period when people were being killed during the War of Titus. The Gemara explains that since idolaters were free or even required to kill Jews, we assume the Jew sincerely transacted his land to the Sikrikon, threatening him. Later, when killing Jews was punishable by death, the law of Sikrikon applied. The laws explain, If one purchased land from a Sikrikon, and then bought it from the original owner, the sale is void because we assume the owner only agreed to the sale from fear of the Sikrikon. However, if he first bought it from the owner and then bought it from the Sikrikon, his purchase is valid since the owner volunteers to sell it is assumed to be in earnest. A later court ruled that if the land remained for 12 months with the Sikrikon, one who buys the land pays one quarter to the owner and keeps it. So once again, the three points are number one. The next mission relates several testimonies from Yochanan ben Gudgada, including concerning a stolen chatas, meaning a stolen animal which the thief designated as a chatas, which is not publicly known to have been stolen, that it atones for the thief's chatas obligation for the benefit of the mizbeach. Two explanations are given. Ula says, Biblically speaking, whether it was known or not, it does not atone for the thief because the owner's despair from ever retrieving a stolen property alone does not acquire ownership for the thief. 
Nevertheless, the rabbis instituted that where the stolen status of the animal is unknown, it atones for the thief's obligation, so that Kohanim should not be saddened by the later discovery that they ate illegitimate sacrificial meat, meaning chulon brought as a carbon. This is called Tikkun HaMizbech, benefit of the Mizbech, because Kohanim would hesitate in the future to bring karbanas. Rav Yudah says that, biblically speaking, a stolen animal is always a valid carbon because Yehush alone does enable the thief to acquire it. The rabbis only instituted a disqualified stolen karbanas whose status was publicly known, so people should not say that the Mizbech consumes stolen items. Point number two, Rav challenged Ula from a Bryce which teaches about a stolen animal, which the thief was makdish, but chutzki haigovna, if he shechted it outside the mikdash, in such a case, anush karas, he is liable to karas. This proves that Yehush is sufficient for the thief to own and be makdish the animal, for otherwise there would not be karas for shechting it outside the mikdash. Rav Shivsi answered, karas midivrehem, it means karas by rabbinical decree. After Rav admonished the students for laughing at the notion of rabbinically administered kars, he explained that the kars was engendered due to a rabbinical decree. Ukmula Rabbanim and Rashu say the rabbis place it in the thief's possession, using the principle of Hefker based in Hefker, so that he should be liable to kars for shechning it outside the Migdash. Rav later added that it's logical that the rabbinic transfer takes place at the moment the thief is makdishet, and not earlier when it's stolen, which would entitle him to the shearings and offspring in the interim, so that the sinner should not profit from his wrongdoing. And point number three, the next mission teaches about purchasing land from a Sikrikon, a murderous idolater who received land from a Jew so he would not kill him. It begins by teaching that the law of Sikrikon did not apply in the period when people were being killed during the War of Titus. The Gemara explains that since idolaters were free or even required to kill Jews, we assume the Jew sincerely transacted his land to the Sikrikon, threatening him. Later, when killing Jews was punishable by death, the law of Sikrikon applied. The laws explain, If one purchased land from a Sikrikon, and then bought it from the original owner, the sale is void because we assume the owner only agreed to the sale from fear of the Sikrikon. However, if he first bought it from the owner and then bought it from the Sikrikon, his purchase is valid since the owner volunteers to sell it is assumed to be in earnest. A later court ruled that if the land remained for 12 months with the Sikrikon, one who buys the land pays one quarter to the owner and keeps it. All right, so now we go to Simon Dafnun Hay, and this one was suggested to us by two members when we had our Choose the Simon contest back in Masechus Brachas. And Naftali Golombek from Brooklyn and Mordechai Kornbluth from Boston both suggested that Nun Hay is a speed limit sign of 55. Speed limit sign of 55. So here goes. The stolen Chattas thief who got hungry whizzing past green speed limit signs being held by Sad Kohanim stopped to shek the carbon outside the Mikdash unaware he'll be chayv karas by rabbinic decree and that he was standing on land being sold by a Sikrikon who had taken it from a Jew. Once again, it's emotion. The stolen Chattas thief who got hungry whizzing past green speed limit signs speed limit signs that must be enough non speed limit sign of 55. The stolen Chattas thief who got hungry whizzing past green speed limit signs being held by Sad Kohanim, which reminds us, Yochan ben Gugada taught, Machatas shall know the Larabim concerning a stolen Chattas, meaning a stolen animal, which the thief designated as a Chattas, which is not publicly known to have been stolen, that it atones for the thief's Chattas obligation for the benefit of the Mizbech. Ula says, biblically speaking, whether it was known or not, it doesn't atone for the thief because Yehush Kadi Kani, the owner's despair alone, does not acquire 
ownership of the thief. Nevertheless, the rabbis instituted that where the stolen status of the animal is unknown, it atones for the thief's obligation, so that the Kohanim should not be saddened by the later discovery that they ate illegitimate sacrificial meat, meaning Chulam brought as a carbon. This is called Tikkun HaMizbech, the benefit of the Mizbech, because Kohanim would hesitate in the future to bring carbonus. Rav Yehuda brings a different explanation. So the stolen Chattis thief who got hungry whizzing past green speed limit signs being held by Sad Kohanim stopped to shech the carbon outside the Mikdash unaware he'll be chayv karas by rabbinic decree. Which reminds us, Rav challenged Ula from a Brites which teaches about a stolen animal which the thief was makdish if he shechted it outside the Mikdash in such a case anish karas he's liable to karas. This proves that Yehush is sufficient for the thief to own and be makdish the animal for otherwise it wouldn't be karas for shechting outside the Mikdash. Rav Shivzi answered it means karas midivrehem. It's karas by rabbinical decree. Rav explained that the karas was engendered due to a rabbinical decree. The rabbis placed it in the thief's possession using the principle of hefker based in hefker, so he should be high for cars for shakting it outside the mikdash. So the stolen chattis thief, who got hungry whizzing past green speed limit signs, being held by sad kohanim, stopped to shek the carbon outside the mikdash, unaware he'll be chayv cars by rabbinical decree, and that he was standing on land being sold by a sikrikon who had taken it from a Jew, which reminds us Gamor discusses purchasing land from a sikrikon and an idolater who sees land from a Jew. So once again, the stolen Chattis thief who got hungry whizzing past green speed limit signs being held by Sad Kohanim stopped to shech the carbon outside the Mikdash unaware he'll be chayv karas by rabbinical decree and that he was standing on land being sold by a Sikrikon who had taken it from a Jew. Alright, so now it's time for Four Balabach Chazara. Daf Nunav. So the Simmer Daf Nunav is a beaver because beavers gnaw. So here goes. The man whose beaver team, beaver team, that must be more on Daf Nunav. Gnaw. The man whose beaver team built a green dam on stolen property he purchased and was unable to collect from property the same seller sold to another prior to these improvements, which reminds us, Rabbi Nassim says, when is it true that compensation for the improvements are only collected from the seller's property? Only when the second purchase preceded the improvements of the first purchaser and the obligation to compensate for them was created thereafter. But if the improvements of the first purchaser and the obligation to compensate for them preceded the second purchase, government he does collect from the sold properties in the second purchaser's possession. So, the man whose beaver team built a green dam on stolen property he purchased and was unable to collect from property the same seller sold to another prior to these improvements had to swear when he denied finding two beaver pelt purses tied together and said he found only one, which reminds us the Gemara explains the distinction between a case where one is accused of finding two purses tied together and he claims he found only one purse and one accused of finding two oxen tied together and claiming he found only one. So, the man whose beaver team built a green dam on stolen property he purchased and was unable to collect from property the same seller sold to another prior to these improvements had to swear when he denied finding two beaver pelt purses tied together and said he found only one, but did not have to swear when he was motive of mixes and told his accuser, a man of your father's was in my possession and I paid him half of it. Which reminds us, the Gemara brings a Malchokas whether the rationale why one must swear in a case of motive mixas that it's presumed that a person is not brazen enough to completely deny his debt to his creditor's face applies in a case when one is motive mixas to the creditor's son. Rebelezer ben Yaakov holds that a person is also not brazen enough to deny the whole claim to the son and therefore must swear, whereas the Chamim hold, he would be brazen enough and therefore partial admission is likened to him being Meshiv Aveda, returning a lost object. Dafnun Beis. So the similar Dafnun Beis is a newbie to Yiddishkeit. So here goes. The newbie to Yiddishkeit, newbie to Yiddishkeit, that must be more on Daf 
Nun Beis. The newbie to Yiddishkeit named B.T. Green, who was taking the beginner's course on how to be an apitropus, learning how to tie the orphan's produce to feed them, which reminds us, more clarifies that an apitropus can take truma for orphans, la'achil, to feed them but not to store away. Abrais elaborates on other powers of the apitropus, such as using the orphan's property to prepare them for mitzvahs which have a cost limit, such as a of sukkah and tzitzes. So the newbie to Yiddishkeit named B.T. Green, who was taking the beginner's course on how to be an apitropus, learning how to tie the orphan's produce to feed them, saw the instructor had drawn an equal sign to teach that property of orphans is like hectish when it comes to sales, which reminds the Gemara discussed in the moment of acquisition and purchases involving orphans. Produce which was drawn through Mashiach from orphans' possession to acquire before payment. If a later increase in value, the orphans can retract based on the statement of Rab Chanilai Bar Idi in the name of Shmuel, Nechse Yesomim Harihem Kehektish, property of orphans is like hektish and is only acquired with money and not mashicha drawing clothes. So the newbie to Yiddishkeit named B.T. Green, who was taking the beginner's course on how to be an apitropus, learning how to tie the orphan's produce to feed them, saw the instructor had drawn an equal sign to teach that property of orphans is like hectish when it comes to sales, and turned green watching a simulation of a thief stealing someone's wine and pouring it to an idol, where he had to pay and get stone, which reminds us, Rav says the mission's case of menasech means menasech mamish. One literally pours another person's wine as an idolatrous libation. Shmuel says ma'arev. It means one who mixes nesach wine into kosher wine, thereby prohibiting it. He disagrees with Rav because menasech kamli bid rabimine. One who makes idolatrous libations is high for a more severe punishment, namely skila, stoning, than paying money. And the more severe punishment exempts him from paying compensation, the lesser penalty. Rav holds from the moment of lifting the wine, he acquires it as stolen goods, obligating him to pay for it, but does not become high for his life until the time of the libation. Because the monetary obligation preceded the libation, it is not exempted by the greater penalty. Dafnun Gimel, so the similar Dafnun Gimel is a Nigerian prince. So here goes. The Nigerian prince, Nigerian prince, that must be more Dafnun Gimel. The Nigerian prince in the green robes, who had his attendants examine food someone was matame, to determine if in fact it was Hezek Sheino Nikr, which reminds us, the Gemara brings Malchuk's about Hezek Sheino Nikr, damage which isn't recognizable. Chizki holds that one is Chayim the rice for, but the rabbis exempted an unintentional damage damager, so that he'll inform the owner that his food is prohibited. If he would be Chayim, he may hesitate to inform the owner, causing him to eat the prohibited food. Rabbi Yochan disagrees and holds Hezek Sheino Nikr, Loshme Hezek. Unrecognizable damage is not considered genuine damage. The rabbis penalize one who intentionally damaged this way, so that everyone should not go and be Matami's friend's tower of foods and say, Paterani, I'm exempt. So the Nigerian prince in the green robes who had his attendants examine food someone was Matame to determine if in fact it was Hezek Sheno Nikr was outraged when the thief who stole his treasure box of coins returned the coins after the government had declared they were no longer in circulation. Which reminds us where Papa challenged Chizkiah from a Mishnah. Gazamat Bey of Anipsal, one who stole a coin and it was disqualified for use by the government, the thief may return and say, what's yours is before you, and return. And it's not high for its loss in value. So we see conclusively from here that Hezek Sheinu Nikr, Lavshmeh Hezek, is not considered damage. So the Nigerian prince in the green robes who had his attendants examine food someone was matame to determine if in fact it was Hezek Sheinu Nikr was outraged when the thief who stole his treasure box of coins returned the coins after the government had declared they were no longer in circulation and insisted that even one who damages like this Bishokeg should be penalized atu mezid, just like the Jews do when it comes to prohibiting food that was cooked on their Sabbath. Which reminds us, the Gemara explains why Rebbe Meir holds we penalize Shogig atu mezid when it comes to Hezek Sheno Nikr, but do not do so when it comes to Amavashu B'Shabbos B'Shogig, one who cooks B'Shogig on Shabbos. And why Rebbe Yudah holds we do not penalize Shogig atu mezid when it comes to Hezek Sheno Nikr, but do penalize Shogig atu mezid when it comes to Bishop B'Shogig on Shabbos.
Daf Nun Dalad. So the Simon Daf Nun Dalad is noodles. So here goes. The Cohen, who was outraged when he saw that the Israel who accidentally ate his green noodle dish, green noodles, that must be on Daf Nun Dalad, noodles. The Cohen, who was outraged when he saw that the Israel who accidentally ate his green noodle dish made from Tahor Truma, repaid him a shogeg with Tamechu, and which reminds us, the Gemara Daf Nun Gimel Amabes asserted the Rebbe Meir penalizes a shogeg as severely as Maisie for a Rabban, yet he rules in a brisa that if a non Cohen ate Tahor Truma Bashogeg, instead of paying him Tahor Chulun, he paid him a Tamechulun, which cannot be eaten since it becomes Truma. Rebbe Meir says, Bashogeg Tashum of Tashumim, if it was done Bashogeg, the payment is valid. But Maisie, the payment is invalid. The Gemara answers that this is not comparable since there when paying with Tameh Chulun, the man intended to pay as required. Should we go and penalize him for mistakenly paying with Tameh Produce? So the Kohen was outraged when he saw that the Yisrael who accidentally ate his green noodle dish made from Tahar Truma repaid him to Shogeg with Tameh Chulun. Wasn't believed when he told the man he was Mafago the carbon he brought on his behalf the day before, which reminds us, it was taught in Nebraisa, that if one was preparing Tahor items for another, and he told them that Tahor items are prepared for he became Tame, or if he was preparing Karbanas for another by sacrificing them, and he told them the Karbanas are prepared for you became Pigol, he's believed. However, if he said that items he prepared on a previous day became Tame, or a Pigol, he's not believed. Abai explains the difference, anything within his ability to do now, he's believed to say he did. But something that's no longer in his ability to do, such as something that was done the day before, he's not believed. Rabbi gives a different explanation. So the Kohen who was outraged when he saw that the Yisrael who accidentally ate his green noodle dish made from Tower Truma repaid him Bishogeg with Tamechulin wasn't believed when he told the man he was Mafago the carbon he brought on his behalf the day before and that the Sefer Torah he had written for him that was now in this man's possession was possible because he didn't write Hashem's names, Lishma. Which reminds us, the Gemara relates an incident of a Sofer told Rabbi Ami about a Sefer Torah he wrote for someone. I did not write the mentions of Hashem's names, Lishma, which would invalidate the entire Sefer Torah. After determining the Torah was in the purchaser's possession, Rabbi Ami responded, You are believed to forfeit your wages since you admitted you didn't perform the work properly. But you're not believed to disqualify the Sefer Torah. Alright, so now it's time to conclude the pop quiz of 10 questions. Number one. Which of the Lord and Apotropos can tithe on behalf of Yosomim in order to feed them, but not to store the produce away? That's on Dav. None base. Good number two. We should have to discuss whether a sofa is believed when he says the Sefer he was paid to write is invalid. That's on Dav. Nundad. Good number three. Wish that they learned if one stole coins and returned them after the government stopped circulating them, he's not high for their loss in value. That's on Dav. Nun Gimel. Good number four. Which that when a stolen animal designated as a carbon which was shacked outside the Mikdash, the Anish is karis based on a rabbinical decree, that's on Duff. Nunheg. Number five. Which that one of the distinction between one admitting he found one of two purses tied together where he has to swear, and the case of admitting he found one of two oxen tied together where he does not, that's on Duff. Nunov. Good number six. Which stuff we have the case of Tame Truma, which was eaten and then repaid with Tame Chuan, that's on Dav? Nandal. Good number seven. Which stuff do we have when we penalize Shogeg Atu Mezid regarding Hezek Shein Unnikri and Bishop Bashabas Bashogeg, that's on Dav? Nun Gimel. Good number eight. Which stuff do we discuss purchasing land from a Sikrikon, an idolater who sees land from a Jew, that's on Dav? Nunhei. Good number nine. Which of the a woman always collects her ksuba from Yusomim from Ziburis, and it's a malchok is what she collects from when collecting from her husband. That's on Dav. 
Memtes. Good. And number 10. Which stuff do you have is about the Takana of a Chattas Gazua, a stolen Chattas? That's on Dav. Nun hey. Excellent. That concludes today's shear. This is everybody. Ram Gold, Harm Zichur, wishing you a great day and great learning.